Every case starts with a call. Dispatch sends a marked car, and the uniforms look over the bodies, sort accidents from suicides and what they call natural deaths. When it's none of those, when they can't say for sure what the hell happened, they call homicide. Each body is a death, but not every death is a crime scene. Generally, the very young are accidents, the very old are natural deaths, and almost everyone else gets shot. At least, that was how it panned out in Newark. Suicides don't always look like suicides. For the bodies that come off one of the housing towers, the question becomes, did he jump or was he pushed? Statistically, the depressed don't leap. They fall. You take out the tape and check the charts. If it's a shooting death and the gun's still there, that's a possible suicide too. No matter how many bullet holes. Bodies on the corner are almost always murder. Bodies on the tracks are a mess. And bodies in the river are mysteries. You hear stories of cops poking floaters back out into the Passaic toward another jurisdiction. The detective on call takes whatever comes during his 24-hour shift. He might get lucky and catch none. But one night, when he still worked Newark, Tim Braun caught four. In those days, he seemed to attract bodies. If he was in the box, he got them. That's the way it works in most precincts. It's up to the detective to figure the priority of the cases but every new murder shuffles the deck. The top case is the red ball, the one everyone wants off his desk, the one that needs to just go away. In Newark, if the news cameras were on the scene before Tim, it was definitely a red ball. If a child or some mayor's shithead son was involved, red ball. But that could change. Red ball is a temporary designation, a hot hand that can go cold quick. And every new murder reshuffles it. Every new body changes the priorities. Each call resets the clock. The first bodies Tim Braun ever saw were when he was working as a security guard at St. Barnabas Medical Center, his hometown mega hospital in Livingston, New Jersey. Tim was still a teenager, vigorous, and bulletproof. And the elderly bodies weren't real bodies to him. They were just anonymous husks, weight that Big Tim carried whenever a cute nurse asked. The first body that mattered came later. Tim was a new cop on patrol, a uniform responding to a call. A fisherman led him through the reeds near the river. The guy in the mud was dressed in ordinary clothes. He had pockets and shoes. He was normal, but for the red line across his neck, and the spine flashing white like a broken smile. He was a victim, what they called a vic. It can sound crass to someone outside law enforcement, but the language of the death business is intentionally impersonal. See too much, feel too personal a connection, and the job becomes impossible. But Tim hadn't learned that yet. That fall, Tim took the tests to transfer to Newark, heading toward a career in homicide. Newark, in the 1990s, was the center of the murder universe, the most dangerous city in America, according to Time magazine. 
and one of the most corrupt, according to everybody else. If you worked in the Essex County Prosecutor's Office, you were a detective. And being a detective was a lifestyle. Loaded guns and good suits and cop bars that never closed. Tim imagined himself finally chasing bad guys. The way he imagined it as a little kid. The way his dad had done as a Livingston cop. At first, Tim was always at work. Or at least never at home. And partying around the clock. The adrenaline was highly addictive. Detectives were like rock stars with guns. The badge gave you license, and some of the guys abused it. For quiet nights, Tim kept a cold case of Miller and an extra box of bullets in the car, and usually ran through both before the sun came up. His marriage began to suffer, or so he heard later. At the time, he didn't worry about it.